Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're locked in to Stop, Look, and Listen on MyForecast.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Stop, Look, and Listen. I'm your host, Latroy Gardner. This week, we have multi-award winning singer, songwriter, and contemporary gospel superstar, and mogul, back with the new EP, Gospel Music Changed My Life, out now on all streaming platforms. We have Dr. Charles Jenkins. Welcome to the show, doctor. Great man. Thank you, back. <laughs> and boy, do you have on the right hat. Oh, I have my fingers crossed because it's like every game you're just hoping that Anthony Davis makes it out, <laughs> you know, in talent. He's so fragile. And if if he maintains his health, I feel like we have a long run ahead of us. Hey, man, we're not supposed to be here. So the fact that we're up 3-2 on Golden State is icing on the cake with a few candles. So I think we're going to be fine. Oh, yeah. I mean, because earlier on in the season, especially with Westbrook and Pat Bev and some of the other players that, you know, wasn't the roster before, it was it was hard to watch. It was cringeworthy because they couldn't hit an open jump shot and there was no no chemistry whatsoever. So, yeah, I'm glad that Rob Polinka made those changes and, you know, the team is ascending right before our eyes. If D'Angelo Russell gets loose is is um i mean he hadn't we hadn't seen him come alive in these playoffs yet like we have in the regular season so if he can get loose get comfortable all bets are off oh yeah and um oh yeah get your get your sip on <laughs> all right so uh like i said you're you know one of the most accomplished artists in gospel music history uh, just give us a highlight reel, you know, some of those accolades of someone that has been going to war and winning in the world of gospel music. That was very well done. <laughs> you know, it's been the honor of a lifetime to be doing something. Actually, I never prayed to do. I never was looking to do. This was not a dream of mine, which reminds me sometimes God has plans for us. We don't have for ourselves. And the master creator um, can architect a whole blueprint with you in mind, and it cannot even be on your mind. 
right? And right. So to see what what God has blessed me to do and all of the beautiful people who have supported my work um, to be sitting at at music around the world, stories that I cannot speak of. What blows my mind is when I'm able to meet people and they say to me, like you mentioned, you know, they, they listen to my This Means War record in every chemotherapy session. And when they rung the bell, that's the song that they played. Um, my Grace record, which was also a number one, same thing. A lady walked up to my wife and screamed when she saw my wife and said, you know, they rung the bell to Grace at her final chemotherapy session. And just all of the stories, you know, the My God is Awesome stories and, you know, all of the the songs that God has blessed to go around the world. And even to see somebody like Jermaine Dupree tweet, um, he doesn't get out of the bed until he listens to Awesome, you know, mm-hmm. or seeing the legendary Viola Davis jump with me while I'm on stage singing to my My God is Awesome record. And, you know, to get a phone call from Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. you know, some- Go, um, Dr. Jenkins, this is Aretha Franklin calling from Detroit, Michigan. Our God is awesome. Yes, he is. <laughs> oh, yes, he can. Keep me in the valley. Hide me from the rain. How are you on this fine day? I was like, oh, my God. Boy, stop it. Don't oh, my God me. Don't oh, my God me. I'll be coming to the Chicago kid. I want you to open for me. And uh, baby, don't worry about no money. I got plenty of money, baby. I got plenty of money. Don't worry about no money. I want you to open for me. And if you can put together an aggregation of singers for me, Oh, I would greatly appreciate it. I mean, stories, man, that I could never dream of. You know, my first conversation with Stevie Wonder and finding out that he loved This Means War and getting to spend a night in the studio with him or to be able to talk to him. And I could keep going. Those are, in my mind, the accolades, the stories from the people on the ground and the blessing from the legends that you grew up listening to. And then, you know, to be able to have 18 number ones on Billboard combined and, you know, to get a Soul Train Music Award nomination, a Grammy recognition or to win nine stellar awards, all that's beautiful. And you can look at the statues and, you know, the glory goes to God. He allows us to experience honor. And I'm, I'm grateful for that. But what really what really grabs your heart and and keeps you going is knowing that there's somebody who is waiting to hear what you got to say or looking for what you have to offer to help them work out in the gym, help them get up to go to work in the morning, help them go through their trial or tribulation or get to their destination or to, you know, engage or entertain that little kids, you know, mm-hmm. so. All of that is is more than, you know, I can really describe or say um, the blessing that exceeds all blessings. Right. So I usually ask this question towards the end of an interview. But I mean, based on your your answer to the first question, um, is that what you find most rewarding in your journey? I do. Um, I did a 30 day tour after my second album, the This Means War record that's called Any Given Sunday. And I was on the road for 30 days and um, I always try to be down on the ground with the people, um, you know, the people who react or respond to your content, your product. Um, they help you become whoever you are. They help you not just make a living, but enable you to employ other people. 
and create quality, a quality of life for other families. So I try to stay with people and man, to hear stories. I had a lady in North Carolina tell me that, you know, her 21 year old daughter had passed away and she didn't want to live. The mother wanted to stop living. And she said, you know, I listen to your music nonstop on repeat. And it got me through the death of my daughter. People telling me getting through divorces or there's one moment that Man, it almost brought me to tears. This this lady said to me that her son was autistic and he also could not talk, but he would only communicate verbally when he sung my songs. Mm. That's the only time. And he, and he could sing my songs clearly, but at any other moment, he couldn't communicate. How could that not grip your heart? Right. You know, so I can go down a list of stories, the fulfillment, to know that God could give you something that you could give to somebody else that could be, that could touch them in a, in a very deep, special way to empower, encourage, uplift, enlighten. It's a gift of a lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So your music does, you know, all of that for other people. Um, when you're going through a trial, trial and tribulations, right? Who do you turn to? That's a great question. Well, you know, I, I, um, it took me a long time to discover that on any given day that music is medicine for me. Um, I'm not a morning person. Um, so it's a trial and a tribulation to have to get up early. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, and like anybody else, I've had more than my fair share of trials and tribulations. And man, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm an R&B baby first. Um, oh. That was the first music that I heard growing up. And I was raised on R&B. My uncle Chester Washington was in Earth, Wind and Fire. And so, you know, I'm a Charlie Wilson man. I'm a I'm a, a diehard um, uh, Otis Redding man. Uh, I love Guy and and, you know, I'm an upbeat person. So I need upbeat music. Right? Yeah. So New Jack Swing, you like New Jack Swing, man. And I'm a Teddy Riley doc. I met him and got a chance to talk to him, and he showed me love. It was crazy, like. Uh -huh. But yeah, man, guy, you know, Joe C, you know, I'm a I'm a '90s guy, you know. So, uh, I could keep going down the line on that R&B, and then on the gospel tip, when I've been going through tough times. There's some Hezekiah Walker songs, some Donald Lawrence songs, some Kurt Franklin records that have gotten me through. Those will probably be the three throw Mary Mary in there. Mm -hmm. And again, it's got to be upbeat for me. Um, I don't like talking about problems and trials and tribulations. Uh, you got to you got to bring me up. And and that's just my style and my approach. But. And of course, Michael Jackson, like a lot of Michael Jackson, a lot of Janet Jackson. My, those are my top two entertainers of all time, Janet and Michael. And then I got to throw my girl, Mary J, in there. Okay. I love it. Everyone you name. I'm a New Jack Swing. I'm a 90s, 90s baby as well, R&B music. So pretty much everyone you named is pretty high on my list. So let's get into the, the new EP. Gospel music changed my life. Talk about that light bulb moment as a teen when you caught that gospel music fever. 
you know, um, the record harkens back to the title of it. And I remember when I first mentioned it to my team, they were like, gospel music changed my life. Hmm. Does that have like a marketing kind of, we don't know. And I was just like, you know, I wanted to be real. Like it really did change my life. When I was in the ninth grade, my father had died a handful of years prior. My hero took me everywhere. It ripped my heart out of my body. And I didn't know how I was going to move forward without him. I didn't know quite um, how to how to see that or process that. And so I kind of rebelled. I was trying to figure out what manhood was, what it meant to be a young boy. And my mother, who is a rock star, did an incredible job. But I wanted my dad. And so... I, I kind of went the wrong direction. I didn't have my, I wasn't thinking right. Um, I started skipping school. I would catch the bus to school, walk through the school, jump in my homeboy's stinking Lincoln town car. And we hanging out all day. And one day I caught the bus to school, caught myself walking through and got headed off by some faculty from the school. Where you going? You hadn't been here. They take me into a room, do an intervention. And then they give me a hall monitor to make sure I went to class. They give me a tutor to make sure I do my homework. They give me a guidance counselor to make sure I'm thinking straight. And then for punishment, so I wouldn't hang out after school with my friends, they put me in gospel choir. And so I hated it. And fast forward, one day the piano player walked in, started playing the piano, the choir director, never looked at the keys. And I was mesmerized because I had taken seven years of classical piano between the ages of five and 12. That little seed ignited me. And I went from ignoring everybody, me mugging everybody, sitting down, arms folded, bald head, T-shirt, chucks with no socks. I went from sitting there to standing up, from not singing to singing, from the back to the front, to having my own choir. And I started writing music around age of 14 as a hobby. and. It was gospel choir that changed my life. And it's where I met faith. Seriously, I started thinking about faith at that age and stage. I started thinking about service and ministry. I was seeing how people were being impacted by this music with this good news message. And, you know, as I evolved, I entered into ministry formally, started preaching when I was 16, offered my first big church when I was 18 in Birmingham, Alabama. And they ordained me at 18. <laughs> and then at 21, I was named the successor to an iconic civil rights pioneer, Reverend Clay Evans in Chicago, took over that church at 24. And fast forward, I had this big church, 80% of the church was 75 or older every year. For several years, a thousand new people joined every year, and they were all my age, 20-somethings, 30-somethings. So I had a big generational gap. So um, I just wanted some music that my church could sing on Sunday because I had a James Cleveland old-school traditional gospel crowd and a Kirk Franklin new-school gospel crowd, and I was trying to blend them together. And fast forward, I, I just wanted to make some music we could all sing on Sunday. I had written a song called Awesome, and I never intended to release it. It was a sing-along at my house, and God put on my heart, do a project with your team at the church. I selfishly was just trying to make music for my church, and I gave the song away, 
um, awesome in 2012. To get the song, you had to give me your email address. I got 20,000 email addresses in a month. Um, the next month, I put it up for sale on iTunes. This is when sales was first starting to decline and people could get music for free. I sent an email to all those 20,000 people and said, thank you for believing. You were the first to believe. You shared it. You support it. It's now for sale. Those kind people turned around and bought it. And that first month for sale, I sold 34,000 singles. And fast forward, um, I, I dropped the album that June of 2012. Awesome. The song went number one. The album went number one. And everybody was calling the head of Live Nation and Jay-Z's manager called and said they wanted me to come do Made in America for Jay-Z. He wanted me to be there. Israel Houghton called me and told me Joel Osteen, uh, a popular pastor in the U.S., wanted me to come there. Walmart executives from there called Motown, who was distributing me. They wanted me to come do Essence Fest. And I'm just all over the place. And suddenly I'm thrusted into something that I never wanted to be or do. And it all began in gospel choir. And, and all of my service in Chicago, from helping Walmart to come to Chicago, Target was part of that deal, Uber, helping Walgreens expand, helping seniors be able to afford medicine and on the ground serving the people in many different kinds of ways. All of that frame of thinking, of course, came from my mother, who taught us service and compassion and hard work. But gospel choir was where I started to engage these concepts of faith and ministry and service for myself. And so this new EP embodies the traditional and contemporary music and the spirit of when I was 14. And so you will hear 70s vibes like uh, the grace of God with a little fresh urban on it. I remade Andre Crouch's We Are Not Ashamed with a little hip hop on it. I was a hip hop kid. Eric B and Rakim, KRS-One, uh, Special Ed, Hidden Play, NWA. Mm -hmm. so, um, so, so it's a little, little hip hop underneath it to urbanize it a little. But then someday it's my jazz meets R&B roots. Um, a feel good reminder that no matter what you're going through on the outside, you know, God can give you grace to feel good and be good on the inside. Um, and then the second record is is kind of an 80-ish uh, feel-good celebration of the people we love and we've lost, but they will be with us forever. I felt like with all of the people that we have lost in the pandemic and before that, people who we will love forever, I was like, man, it's so many sad songs. Like, where is a happy song that makes us feel good about the people who we will love forever who have gone on? So I did a feel good upbeat to put a smile in our hearts, even when it might be tears in our eyes. And um, the new single is called God Be Praised. Just the whole album. I felt like we needed some old soul music in the culture. Mm -hmm. And really it's timeless. Whether you're alto, soprano, bass, baritone, tenor or no tone, you can't sing a lick. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> uh -huh. Well, I wanted to make some stuff that anybody and everybody could sing out loud. Uh, and and feel feel good and feel the healing and the love and the joy that I put it in. Right. Yeah. I'm blessed when I'm up and when I'm down. Yeah, man. Come on, come on. <laughs> like Aretha was, y'all. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
But like I said, no tone. No tone whatsoever. <laughs> I like how you talk that. It's respect. It's respect. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So with this, with this EP you worked with, um, the great Pastor Warren Campbell. You also worked with uh, Marcus Hodge. Just talk about the creative process, uh, getting together with them. I've been blessed to work with some of the greatest in the game. Um, and I love all of the producers I've worked with. Um, as a songwriter and a producer myself, Warren Campbell is my favorite person to work with. Um, it's, it's a hand in glove. Uh, I can call Warren and sing an idea over the phone. He's like, let's get in tomorrow. Let's get in the studio tomorrow and get this out. And before I could get everything out of my head, Warren is already playing it. Like he, like, like, it's like, you know, God made us our own version of Jam and Lewis. Like it's, it's. It's magic when we're together in a room. Um, and I mean that from a chemistry standpoint. Um, Warren is a genius. You know, he created Mary Mary. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, has worked with the best of them. Quick Warren Campbell story. I called him one day years ago. I was like, bro, what you up to today? He said, man, I'm running back and forth between my rooms and my studio. I got Beyonce in Studio A and Alicia Keys in Studio B. And so that's Warren Campbell in a nutshell, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) in one day. But the honor of a lifetime, he is uh, my music mentor. And so to have the blessing of my mentor uh, on my music and for him to be excited to work with me, as excited I am to work with him. And we've shared some number ones together. It's just an honor, man. And it's great to have friends that you can not just look at, but you can look up to. And Warren is not just good at what he does. He's good at who he is. Uh, Marcus Hodge is a king. He's a king. And I love working with Marcus. This is my first time working with him on. Um, uh, you know what? I worked on him. I worked on work with with him on two other songs. But this is the second time I work with Marcus. Marcus is a genius. Grammy nominated um amazing spirit and just a genius of a human being and you know the way i work is i hear everything uh-huh. uh, i write a song i hear the music i know what kind of instrumentation i want i see the crowd in advance because please know that while i'm a songwriter and a producer i am a consumer first so if the people can't get involved in it as it pertains to my approach then then I I can't do it. Like you, you got a, my definition of a hit is when it leaves the stage, whether you singing it in the audience or whether you're emotionally gripped by it. My desire is that the song leaves the stage and it's no longer just mine, but it's yours. And even if you can't sing, you feel like you can sing it. And when you by yourself in the shower or in the car in your room, you somewhere, uh, I got joy in my soul. It's your song. Mm-hmm. And so creatively, man, I hear it all at the same time. It comes down on me like Niagara Falls, water rushing down on me. I can't get it out fast enough. And I give my voice notes. I sing it over and over and over again. Then I write it all down. And it's locked in my head and I sit with a, a producer or a musician and I go through the chords with them, the whole music structure, 
the key, the feel, the instruments. And by the end, you know, I'm fully invested and fully involved in the full process. Dr. Todd McLean provides periodontal and dental implant services in two convenient locations. They offer over a decade of experience treating patients and appointments can even be scheduled in the evenings, weekends, or early mornings. Give them a call in Chapel Hill at 919-537-9774 or in Durham at 919-484-8338 or visit them online at gumsandimplants.org. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, with that in mind, who's on your bucket list to work with? You know, um, I'm looking forward to working with um, the iconic Mr. Al Green, the Reverend Al Green. I wrote a song called Keep On that he has agreed in word to sing on with me. Okay. Uh, so I'm waiting on the legend to, to, to feel the feel that move to get in the studio. You know, you got to you got to be ready to get in. And so I'm looking forward to that. I want to work with Mary J. Blige. I'm a diehard Mary J. fan. Uh, Janet Jackson and Mary J. are right there together. And, um, you know, I I, uh, I also have been told that our Uncle Charlie would do a song with me. And so that would be an honor of a lifetime. I'm a massive Uncle Charlie fan. And, you know, I've had the privilege to sit in the studio with Kurt Franklin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was mixing a record and invited me to come sit with him. And, and um, you know, I weighed in a little bit on the mix with him. And lots of people say to me all the time they would like to see me and Kirk do a song together. And I would like to see me and Kirk do, do a song together. Yeah. I think it'll be a good fit. You know, um, if you hear my Grace record uh-huh. uh, or my Sweet Sunny Day record, uh, I'm the biggest Kurt Franklin fan, so you'll hear uh, some of that inspiration in some of my music. Like you can't, you can't help but be influenced by your heroes, and so you know. I think my bucket list includes um, those those amazing people. All right, all right. So speaking of heroes, uh, you pay homage to the anchor and the guiding force in most of our lives you know, our mothers and women in general. Um, just talk about the song Soul of a Woman. So that's a dope question. So I wrote Soul of a Woman. Um, one night I was in my kitchen um, just just middling around and I started thinking about my mother. Um, my father passed away when I was 10 and my mom, I mean, just tough cookie. She raised my brother and I um, and gave her life to us, put us in everything, you know, piano, um, football, basketball, bowling, swimming, karate. She spent her life chasing us around, running us all over the place, um, took us to church every time the doors opened. She took us to visit the sick, take plates of 
chitlins and grains and mac and cheese to the seniors. Went to funeral homes. And I mean, she instilled in us service and love and passion and and generosity and dedication and integrity and education. And I was thinking about all she had done for us, um, rubbing us down when we were sick um, and just all of all of the nurture and care and concern. And, and, you know, I said to myself, you know, this is the soul of a woman. Um, all of these attributes, how can I put a song together to say thank you, not just to my mother, but to people like my mother-in-law, my wife and grandmas and aunties and teachers and every woman who pours their life out into our lives, the birthers, uh, the builders, the encouragers, the nurturers, the disciplinarians, the strong, innovative, creative um domestic and professional CEOs in our lives and in our world, these ladies who should feel the gratitude in, in message and melody put together. And so the coolest thing in the world, the video y'all is on YouTube and on Facebook, but people are commenting. It's at the Charles Jenkins official Facebook page, official music Facebook page. Bro, women aren't just, they're not just writing comments. They're writing pictures. Graphs. And rarely do I read comments, but I've been reading the comments underneath um, the Soul of a Woman video, watching women just feel the love and feel the appreciation. It's my Proverbs 31 record. It's so much music to disparage women and put women down. Um, I'm excited to write a record to lift women up and to say, we appreciate you. And maybe you don't even know what you do. But if you listen to this song, you will see yourself, see your value and feel the love and hopefully be empowered to keep on keeping up. Exactly. And happy Mother's Day to all of the mothers out there. So um, you, you also speak on you spoke on earlier in the interview about how the community sort of um, set this wayward soul straight. Uh, so with this this EP, um, just talk about how you're going to utilize it to reach inner city youth that are at risk. Any of the plans that you have in mind? So, you know, for so many of our young brothers and sisters out here who might not have, you know, the right frame of thinking, I was that kid. Mm-hmm. And so saying with this EP, Gospel Music Changed My Life, you know, I feel like it's an opportunity to say to young kids, as it was said to me, there's another way, there's another path. You got potential you don't know, you can't see. And so um, my team is working on opportunities for me to share music at schools, um, opportunities for me to speak to young brothers and sisters. I just spoke to 40 young black boys earlier this week. Um, I am looking to do uh, music camps, not just in Chicago, but across the country. Um, I want to help teach kids how uh, to make a living with things like engineering uh, in music studios, how to handle Pro Tools and Logic. Uh, if you learn that skill, you can make $25 a month. You get really good up to $75 a month, an uh, hour, mm-hmm. $25 an hour up to $75 an hour. Um, 
there's a big with content, as you know, there's a big need for, you know, shooters, video shooters, editing. Um, so how do we how do we put tools in kids hand graphic arts? People call me all the time. You got a graphics person. So I want to do music and sports camps. Um, and and, you know, I, I used to in Chicago, I used to do a youth weekend with uh, 1,500 to 2,000 kids. Rival gang members would participate. No violence. Three on three tournaments. Uh, companies like Coke and Nike would jump in and pitch in and all kinds of things would happen. And they, some of my young brothers would be drawn by sports, but they would end up plugging into the um, computer classes. And um, I, I led some efforts to, to teach kids how to code and build websites and other things. So I want to use this album as the impetus and the platform to be able to say gospel music changed my life. It's good news. It could change yours, too. And you can ascend to places that nobody ever think you could ascend to and do things you could never think you could do if you could just be surrounded by the right people and the right places and the right things. And so that's what I'm endeavoring to do with this record. All right. So I'm plugged into the tech world. I, I work for a tech company. So if if you need need anything, just reach out. We can see if we can make something happen. I love that. I um the cool thing is I got friends like Lawrence Dobson from fifteen hundred and nothing, um, Beyonce and Jay Z's band. They they've done the music for Bruno Mars and Adele and Lil Wayne and Swiss Beats and so many other people they've worked with. Um you know, Rance is like I'm in. Rodney Jerkins, who has done everybody uh, from Prince to Michael Jackson to Beyonce, Destiny Child, Justin Bieber, everybody. He's in. Warren Campbell is in. It's just tons of other friends who are like, you know, hey, let's 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 reach back and let's let's go get these young brothers and sisters and see if we can plant a seed. And, and that's all we can do. Plant a seed. And that's what changed my life. It was just a seed, you know. And so. That's how I go. All right. So a little bit more about about you. What's something about you that people would find most surprising? Uh, I think most people don't know that I'm a fish. I can swim. I was on the swim team as a kid, the only chocolate kid on the swim team. I'm the chocolate Michael Phelps. <laughs> uh, freestyle, breaststroke, backstroke. A butterfly, the whole nine yards. Uh, people may not know that um, my wife says I cook like a grandma. Uh, From scratch. Beans, greens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I make a mac and cheese that they call for. I could make a cream cheese pound cake uh, that'll make you hurt yourself or a lobster grilled cheese. Um and and uh, and then I'm an aviation fanatic. Most people don't know that I was a student pilot for a while. I'm planning to get back into it. Pandemic threw it off, but I, I study airplanes like I'm going to school for it. Uh-huh. Uh, so most people would not know that. Okay. All right. So so Charles, what do you see when you look in the mirror? You know, when I look in the mirror, I look at a man that needs a lot of help. Uh, 
I need a lot of help spiritually and relationally and practically. Uh, I've experienced a lot of rejection over the course of my life and time, and I plan to write a book about it. And, you know, I, I see um, perseverance. I see um, somebody who the recurring theme of my life is going against the odds. Um, you know, I say often, you know, that every time I'm doing something new, the deck is stacked against me. Um, there are people who don't believe what I'm endeavoring to do is going to be possible. And I always say mantra wise, you know, don't box me in because God has given me versatility diversity of ability, ingenuity, superfluity, and uncommon purposeful fertility. So don't box me in because I'm liable to be serving anywhere. I got an all access pass on every major thoroughfare. But at this moment, I'm on assignment as the poetic police hit a lyrically strip searching down to your mental casual way. I'm looking for fear so I could chase it, low self-esteem so I can erase it, adjust a little face so I can lace it with motivation, inspiration, so we could turn this into a reinvent you orientation. So don't box me in okay <laughs> nice cool so um since you're an outside the box person uh and we can never predict what's next for you what is next um so i'm executive producing a handful of movies um some content um i was really honored to be a part of the music team for a movie that just dropped called Praise This on Peacock. Everybody go check it out. Uh, starring Chloe Bailey, Quavo from the Migos, Drewski, the comedian. Uh, guest starred um, Corinne Hawthorne, a gospel superstar, to Kaylin Carr, uh, who's a rock star, and just so many other beautiful people, Country Wayne. And so it was my first one. I knew nothing. Um, it was a crash course in mainstream feature film and I was able to be a part of all aspects of it in some way um and and I learned so much and so I'm in the film space touching a, 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 a lots of content uh, I'm in the fashion space I own a fashion design studio and that is the big focus right now uh most people don't know I'm a serial entrepreneur I have been since I was in my 20s and let me say this just to help somebody. I thought I was just doing something as a serial entrepreneur and failing and succeeding and failing and winning big and losing big. And, and then I thought about my bloodline and discovered that I'm not the first in my family. My daddy was an entrepreneur. My grandmother was an entrepreneur. My grandfather was an entrepreneur. Auntie, uncle, and other relatives were entrepreneurs. And that's when I looked at my bloodline and saw that entrepreneurship was a generational blessing. Mm -hmm. There was a pattern in my bloodline around entrepreneurship. And so it wasn't anything random uh, that I was reaching for abstractly, but this is innately in my DNA and it's something I should embrace, engage and cultivate. And in all of our bloodlines, they're generational blessings, generational curses, things we should embrace, things we should fight uh, like Hades because it's in our, our lineage, heritage and our bloodline. And so um, entrepreneurship uh, over the course of my career, I've worked hard 
um, for small businesses. Uh, in Chicago, I fought for contracts and jobs for African-American businesses and companies. So in the future, I'm looking at how to leverage my influence to open more doors, doors in particular for, for black business people. I've helped to make a, a good number of, of black millionaires um, in varying ways and tried to put my uh, my money where my mouth is by hiring black companies. And and I employ a number today. Uh, and so I want to look at. Entrepreneurially, how to help move the needle for the quality of quality of life for businesses in our community. And I also want to look at the opportunity to do some mentoring where I can. Okay. All right. So as we prepare to close, feel free to plug whatever you need to plug your socials, gospel music, change my life and just where we can find it all. So, um, the gospel music of change my life record is everywhere. You listen to music. It's inspiration on steroids. Um, Go listen to Sweet Sunny Day right now and go through it. It's just five songs. I plan to add four more songs this summer. And it's all I make. I try to make anthems um, big, big. And all that means is big sing along songs that everybody can sing in mass. And um, if you're if you're looking for inspiration, as I say, music is medicine. And so open up this bottle of Charles Jenkins to take your medicine. and I have a book I wrote called Seasons. It's available at charlesjenkins.com. And the premise of the book is all of our lives are framed in seasons, scenes and segments of time broken up into several different time periods on one giant timeline. And any given season of your life, people think it's only your season when things are going well. But actually, in actuality, it's always your season. If you're alive, you're in a season. Um, it's just a matter of figuring out which season of life you're in and figuring out how to be productive and progressive in whatever that season is. And there's several things you got to know. You got to know how to discover your purpose. You got to know how to discover your calling. What's the difference between calling and purpose? How do you know if you're looking at a green light, red light or yellow light in your life? How to reinvent yourself? Because sometimes when the seasons change, you may have to turn into something you never wanted to be or each season calls for a different version of you. How do you know that? How do you do that? Uh, I talk about how to hear from God. And so just things people have asked me the last 20 years, I break it all down very simply in the book, you know, and it's at charlesjenkins.com. And I'll say really fast, how to discover your purpose. Um, David in scripture was escorted into his purpose. It took some other people to guide him to the place of being king. He had no idea, like he hadn't thought about being king, but a guy named Samuel was like, this is on you. And the disciples were recruited. Um, Jesus went and got them. They were all fishing. They had entrepreneurs. Jesus was like, I want to invite y'all to join me over here in my business uh, for the king and the kingdom um, sake. Uh, Paul went through a major trial and tribulation. He suffered into his purpose. Uh, Ruth got advised into her purpose. There, so there are varying different ways, but I make it very simple like that so people can see it. So that's at charlesjenkins.com. And at charlesjenkins.com, you can scroll down, drop your email, uh, and join my mailing list. And uh, I would love to keep up with you. You can keep up with me. Facebook, you can follow me right now at Charles Jenkins Music. Instagram, Charles Jenkins. And uh, I look forward to riding with you.
All right. CharlesJenkins.com. Gospel music changed my life. Get your bottle of Charles Jenkins. Take your daily recommended dosage, you know, from from this shy town wordsmith. That's the thing about you Chicagoans. You all have a way with words. So <laughs> it's incredible. Like it never ceases to amaze me. Whenever I interview someone from Chicago, <laughs> you all have like a a wide repertoire when it comes to your way with words. So um, thank you, sir. Thank you for your time. Continuing to you know be a blessing and uh, inspiring us, and uh, the music just continues. My mom, personally, yeah, she listens to to War when she works out as well. So your story hit close to home. And, you know, she'll be in the kitchen when I'm there visiting, just stomping her feet, clapping her hands, you know, receiving her testimony. So, you know, it's a privilege. And for Stop Looking Listen, I'm your host, Latroy Gardner. See you next week. Peace and blessings.